G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you might have been setting up your Christmas tree this week and your nativity scene celebrating the festive season. And it is a wonderful time of year, especially when you can celebrate Christmas so openly. Even the fact that we have a Christian Prime Minister appears to have given some real permission to be open about your faith in this Christmas season. But in other nations around the world, there's not the same sentiment being expressed. You might be surprised that in five countries, Christmas is a crime. Countries like North Korea or Saudi Arabia, Somalia, Tajikistan and in Brunei. Well, let's get some insights into the challenge for Christmas for the persecuted church. Mike Gore is the CEO of Open Doors Australia. Mike's joining us. Mike, welcome to 2020. Yeah, Neil and everyone listening to 2020, it is great to be with you guys. Mike, Christmas for us, somewhat different for what so many millions around the world are experiencing because the regime that they're under or the culture that they're a part of just doesn't allow for Christmas. Uh, What are your insights with what's coming for the Christmas season in some of the countries that you're working in? Yeah, look, it's a great question. I mean, Christmas is such a difficult time for so many Christians around the world. It's this kind of sweet and sour moment where there's one element of the people who are wanting to celebrate the beauty of the birth of the Savior of the world, but in cultures that are completely sour or against their expression of love for Jesus. And so what we see, particularly at times, whether it be Christmas or Easter, worshipping Jesus comes with a far greater cost. And as you mentioned at the top of the article, uh, the interview, sorry, there are a lot of countries like North Korea, Saudi Arabia, Tajikistan, Brunei, Somalia, where celebrating Christmas is illegal in many respects. And for Christians, it comes with a great risk and a great cost. Wonderful that it has this spiritual dynamic to celebrate a holy day at Christmas, the incarnation of Christ. Uh, But just noting that just last year, the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un banned Christmas and instead told people to celebrate his grandmother, Kim Jong-suk, who was born on Christmas Eve in 1919. Now, they go to great lengths in places like North Korea to outlaw, criminalise Christmas because Christmas is even a threat to their regime. What are your thoughts for those sorts of ways that different nations deal with Christmas? Yeah, well, the, the one you called out there, North Korea, you know, it is literally a matter of life and death for Christians over there if they're found um, to be caught celebrating Christmas. And, you know, in so many ways, from, from a Westerner's perspective or even from a, uh, a perspective where we sort of marry this celebration of Christmas with freedom and safety and joy, you know, I'm really I always look at it and go, yeah, it's almost a confirmation that governments around the world acknowledge the power of Jesus and his name because they're so against this public celebration of Christmas. It's just so funny. If it wasn't an issue or it wasn't confronting, there would be no issue. But for these people, it's almost a way of Kim Jong-un saying, hey, you know what, there's power in the name of Jesus. We don't want people celebrating it. 
And for those who might uh, just be in some ways making any sort of public expression, and in some of those nations we just mentioned, and there's other nations too, but just making a public expression of your faith uh, can actually lead to really dire outcomes, uh, even the loss of your life or a long-term imprisonment. Uh, this is the sort of things that Christians are facing. Yeah, and, and we talk about it often on Vision Radio, but there's a great spectrum in persecution from acts of violence through to non-violent persecution. The reality is, at Christmas time, Christians are far more likely to experience one of those outcomes. You know, in some countries across Asia, it will be far more non-violent. It will be restriction from work and income and being kicked out of um, families and homes and this sort of stuff. But throughout the Middle East and, and communist countries, it can be really violent. It can be, as you said, in the most extreme of circumstances, a loss of life simply for celebrating Christmas. And, of course, coming into the new year, Open Doors will once again release the top 50 world watch list, those nations that are from number 1 to 50, persecutors of Christian believers. When you go through your working year, Mike Gore, as the leader of Open Doors, are people shocked when they realise just how many nations around the world are persecutors of Christian believers? Yeah, Neil, that's the most visited page on our website, the World Watch List. And so, you know, it tells me that there's a lot of people within Australia and New Zealand really interested in the the changing nature of religious freedoms around the world. One of the things I would say over the last 12 months, one of the biggest shifts we have seen, in my role anyway, is the awareness of changing natures of religious freedom and the impact of that on public professions of faith within Australia. You know, people are asking us, hey, Mike, what can we learn from the persecuted church? What's happening? Is everything okay? And I think that's one of the most beautiful sides of the Ministry of Open Doors, is that we would say that persecution is a consequence of successful Christianity. Wherever the gospel is being shared, persecution exists. In many ways, it's the motor of the gospel. And so our message as an organization is twofold. But how do we mobilize and encourage the Australian, the Western Church, to uh, support their brothers and sisters in the Eastern Church through prayer and finances? But at the same time, how do we use the stories from the East to mentor us here in Australia into a more courageous, bold, public expression of faith and love in Jesus. A powerful thought when you think of what we ought to learn from the persecuted church because to be a Christian in a society where there is severe persecution, it takes a real resilience. Uh, We're talking about people with real faith here, nothing dodgy, nothing wishy-washy about that. And there is a certain sense, isn't there, Mike Gore, that uh, that we've got a lot to learn from that because sometimes we can feel like our own faith is a little flaky. Look, I believe the, the persecuted church, as we know it, is the perfect spiritual mentor for us because the reality is you cannot be living an authentic life with Jesus and not experience persecution. If people want to stop persecution, even in the countries we work, it's really a pretty simple thing, Neil. They just need only stop talking about Jesus. They need to stop meeting in community and are working in the love of Jesus through a local church. The truth of it is, wherever the gospel is being shared or at work, persecution will naturally exist. It's not always violent, some ways non-violent, but it does mean that the people that we serve in the more than 70 countries that Open Doors works in are the perfect mentors because they're people who, in the face of rapidly changing religious freedoms, have figured out how to remain courageously close to Jesus and boldly passionate for him. And so what we want to do is use their stories to equip us. But then I want to challenge our listeners and 
people in our countries to say, well, why are we willing to put our freedom, our finances, up to help these people keep going? You know, we're not here to end persecution as an organisation. We're here to give people the strength to stand in the face of it and continue serving Jesus. And that's what those financial donations do. They help people continue to serve Jesus. And that's what I love about the work of Open Doors. And it's not so easy to make a donation to get that into the hands of the people who need it. And uh, this is where organisations like yours, Open Doors, do such a wonderful work because you've got well-established networks of Christian churches in these persecuted situations, uh, whether they are churches that are out in the open or whether they're churches that are underground and a little hidden, uh, you've got a capacity to be able to get resources into the hands to encourage those believers and to give them some resource to outreach to those around them. Just how significant is it that everyone listening to our conversation today, Mike, needs to be prayerful about how they're supporting the persecuted church, whether it's through Open Doors or through one of the other wonderful organisations. But let's talk Open Doors today. Yeah, Neil, it's, it's one of the things that I think we do best. I mean, I know we do best. For 60-plus years now as an organisation, that's what we've been working on. How do we get resources to people who desperately need it and in the process of that, not get caught up in those things like corruption or government bureaucracy, um, other religions that might want to find out where the Christians are. You know, that's what we do best. Open Doors for 65 years have been covertly operating in these countries, getting, uh, in a trusted sense, resources from the West into the East to help people uh, and churches keep growing and serving and moving forward. And, and you're right, it's one of the bigger challenges we face in today's culture, how do we get resources to people um, in these really places to follow Jesus? But like I said, it's what we do best. Well, imagining the severity of what happens in some of these nations that we mentioned, uh, where there is literally a move to stamp out Christianity, that they would prefer no Christianity whatsoever. So how do you fuel the fires of that remnant Christian community? How do you get that to flourish? You can only do that by resourcing it from the outside. And resourcing it from the outside is the big challenge here. Yeah, that's right. And and prayer. You know, one of the one of the most beautiful things about the body of Christ is that we're not only connected through our love for Jesus, but we're connected by this beautiful thing called prayer and we encourage people here to pray because it really allows us to empathize and share a heartfelt connection with the people that we are in the one body of Christ with. And so both prayer and finances, they help greatly because time and time again when we're met with pastors and persecuted believers, they say, hey, the fact that you know about us, the fact that you would pray for us is such an encouragement for us to keep going. I mean, I know, having talked to pastors in Australia, it can be at times a really thankless job and a job that's really hard to see. Where are we making progress? But when you get to meet with these persecuted believers and they say, hey, the fact that you either came, the fact that you pray for us, the fact that you give your finances to help us, it means the world to us and gives us encouragement to keep going. Mike, I know that at various times of the year, Open Doors has various campaigns that you're calling on people to respond to with a financial donation. Uh, There's one that you've got going now, which is supporting believers in Egypt. But this is Christmas time, and undoubtedly there's a number of ways that you'd like people to connect. And uh, one of those special ways, of course, is that you've 
got a store as well where people can actually buy something, connect with Open Doors, support the persecuted church and be able to buy a Christmas gift. How does your store work and how would you like people to interact with it? Yeah, it's called Gifts of Hope and it's one of the things I love about um, Open Doors as far as the campaigns we do. This is a real tangible way for people to make a great uh, impact in people's lives and you know, it's, it's one of those gift kind of catalogues and you can buy different gifts and there's one starting at $7 and going all the way up to, I think, over $1,000. But what I love about it is whether it's $7 or 1000 you're having a tangible impact in the life of a persecuted Christian. And so whether you're a child or whether you're a business owner, you're actually able to really be part of this campaign and, and make a big difference to the global church. And the best way to do it is jump online to opendoors.org.au Check out the catalogue. It's a simple, safe and secure as any other kind of shopping website where you can choose your gifts, throw them in your cart, purchase them online. And if you don't feel comfortable shopping online, you're welcome to give us a call here at the office. We've got a great team of people who would love to speak with you and um, give you more information on those gifts. Well, the persecuted church around the world is counting on people who have religious freedom, perhaps in the way that we do, uh, to be ones who can be a lifeline to them. Uh, when they're going through such tough times. Let me point people to the Open Doors website where you can participate in the Gifts of Hope campaign or you can connect with Mike Gore, send him a message of encouragement, the team there at the Open Doors headquarters in Australia. Uh, Be a part of what Open Doors is doing. Find out about what their plans are for the coming year. Mike Gore is the CEO at Open Doors Australia, opendoors.org.au. Mike, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. No worries, Neil. Thanks for having me. And to all the listeners out there for 2020, Vision and Beyond, a huge thank you from all of us here at Open Doors to you because, you know, you're one of our most loved uh, partners because one thing I truly believe about Vision is that you're bold, you're courageous, and you're committed to sharing Jesus in that public arena. So to all of you, a very, very Merry Christmas from all of us. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.